Welcome to the most forward-thinking, inspirational podcast on the planet. Prepare to reevaluate everything you've been taught. gentlemen welcome back to the mental mastery alliance podcast today i have with me uh, with us a fun guest somebody that you're gonna love after we're done this show this set this series uh somebody that i actually grew up with uh as a a wee gaffer in the nation's capital ottawa he was a radio personality for a uh, dying medium he was the best of the dying rest Today I have with us and with you and with all of us enjoying the show, J-Man, uh, formerly of the radio, currently of the podcast epicenter of the world <laughs> over at the Launchpad podcast. Uh, Jason, man, welcome to the show. Happy to have you. Brother, I'm happy to be here. That is one heck of an intro. Let's just end the show right now. Just <laughs> let them know my details. I'm going to go bounce. It's not going to get any better than that. <laughs> well, as you can already tell, ladies and gentlemen, he's got the radio voice down pat. I want to ask you, uh, mm. is that your natural voice or did you have to work at that? Or did you start training that? Or did you do anything at all that gave you that voice? Uh, Believe it or not, like you go to radio school, like that's a thing. <laughs> I hear that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. it's very true but you know it's kind of like a prerequisite if you want a prerequisite if you want to get on the air right is to um, go through that schooling and I always kind of had this voice I'd say in the beginning it was a little bit more nasally uh, but they do put you through some training Uh, actually here's a neat little story I'll just get into one real early Uh, when I was going to school in Bell Vegas Belleville Ontario I was looking for a job when I first got there. And one of the jobs that was offered to me out of nowhere 
supposed to work at a strip club. I was going to say, please say strip club. <laughs> yeah. And it was strip club. And so I got there and I'm like, well, let's just give this a shot. But they don't want to hear this voice, right? They want to hear, hey, Adam, if you're not clapping, you're whacking. All right. It's Daisy on the stage. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> this is attention center stage. Right <laughs> yeah, that's right. And so, yeah, I, I, I didn't figure that was going to be good for my voice. I, I left that behind. I continued on with my training with school. And lo and behold, this is what I was left with. I love it. I'll take it. So they gave you they gave you tips and pointers on how to, would you say, enunciate or stretch your vocal cords or how, like what? What do you think um, that what was your biggest takeaway from that? And I ask you because there's a lot of people that comment on my voice and I haven't done any training. This is just oh natural. But I'm sure if I could, and I'm fascinated as well with voice overacting and all that sort of stuff. I love that. I love that. Mm. So as somebody who's obviously this is where you came up. This is this is your your field. Like what? I don't know. What, what the question again? What was like? What was the the big thing that they told you? You know, with the voice. Uh, a lot of it was coming from your diaphragm, how you're sitting, making sure that you're kind of like on the edge of the seat, making sure that your posture is upright, you know, your shoulders by your side, opposed to hunching and closing your diaphragm, trying not to speak from the nose because people tend to get nasally. Uh, and then also just working on tongue twisters, believe it or not, uh, because that's a problem. As far as enunciation is concerned, like that's bullshit because nobody says words properly anyways, like hundred, right? But everyone goes 100, 200, 100. opposed to 100, right? Facts opposed to sending a fax. Mm -hmm. uh, those two are, you know, pretty close. Um, so, yeah, you know what? It's just, it's a work in progress. Some people take it a little bit more seriously than others. And when it comes to commercial reads, uh, sometimes you have to be a little bit more on the ball. And that just depends on the client. Sometimes the client just wants you to read it like people are going to hear it or how people speak. And sometimes it's going to be really important that, you know, you're getting those T's in there and you're pronouncing your S's, uh, your S's. Sorry. <laughs> See, I just fucked up right there because I was thinking of the word like you ghost. Lost the job. Yeah. Right. Ghosts. Ghosts. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, I, it, it blows me away. The stuff that every last one of us take for granted. Like, it's just what, this is what's delivered. And so this is what it is. Mm. Um, and, and the actual work that goes into, into making things, I don't know, edible, uh, piecemeal, you can take it in, you can ingest it. Um, you know, you were talking about, again, we, before we went live, you were talking about your background in radio and how, when you did the show, uh, the jump, and a lot of the thing that we do here at this show is we talk about getting started. We talk about motivating yourself to get going. Yes, we talk conspiracy. We talk everything. We talk about free thought. But the biggest recurring theme through this one is getting started. Mm. Um, and one of the coolest things is you now have um, a podcast that's had substantial, substantial, like back to back to back solid guests. Uh, you've sprinkled in some friends. One of these days, ladies and gentlemen, yours truly might even grace uh, the, the audiences of the Launchpad podcast. Um, absolutely to toot my own horn. So <laughs> I'm, what, what, what was the transition for you from going from, um, being the most recognizable voice in the nation's capital to, uh, starting your own podcast, uh, getting fired. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right then. Yeah. It, you know what? It was, uh, it was a process. Number one, I had already started doing some sales outside of radio when I was working in the industry. Mm -hmm. uh, one of those guaranteed paycheck jobs, which is 
you know, what we're told when we're doing the nine to five. And as much as I love doing my radio gig, um, you know, it was just the regular shit, right? When you start, it's email saying, hey, way to go. You're great. This and that. Hey, there's going to be a work party. And then eventually they turn into like you were five minutes late. How come this wasn't done? You fucked up. Don't say this. Come to my office, whatever it might be. And when I was let go from my radio job, I was fortunate that I was making great money with my side hustle. So I decided to take that guaranteed paycheck and say, fuck you Hmm. uh, to that. And I put that guarantee on me. Uh, And I started my own entrepreneurial endeavor. And it took a while before I got around to podcasting, because if you were to say podcasting back to me when I was in my radio days, I'd scoff at people like you and myself because you didn't have any of that two-year training that I was just talking about. That's almost laughable, right? Um, And so I finally got around to doing some podcasts and I was just using it as a gen lead. And then I found that wasn't compelling to me, I I wasn't being really jived by it. It wasn't resonating with me. So I decided to take it next level and just tap into this network that I have of, you know, incredible individuals such as yourself, uh, right? You know, meeting great people, Randy Spencer, someone else who's been on your show, people that have uh, basically achieved the apex in their industry occupation or whatever it might be and talking to them about how their brains work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it's just taken off from there. So I think some of the success that has come from uh, my podcast and being able to land some of these guests is that I have this background of 17 years. And then, you know, they obviously take a look at my product and they think that I'm decent at what I do. Uh, and then we're able to go out there and bang out some podcasts. I, I love, I love that. I love the process. And it's funny too, because you know, you're the the perpetual interviewer yet here you sit being interviewed. So that's gotta be a mm-hmm. kind of a fun thing for you as well. Um, it, it's nerve wracking because I can't edit this shit. <laughs> no, no, it's all going up. There's no edits to this. My audience yeah. knows we're, we just go clean through unless it's like absurd. Something happens. I'll chop something. Right. Up. Brother, all my stutters, take them out. Every single one. I'm a professional. Nope. I'm a, I'm a fucking professional. Nope. You are okay. not. Not I am today, not, my friend. Not today. Okay. <laughs> uh, J-Man is in the building. Basically, who knows if he's alive? Um, so you dabble with the podcast in things that we're not allowed to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, my audience is very familiar with those things. Uh, they love them. And one of the weird things is that you're, you're and you, you and I've had these conversations in the past, but you're still on, you're primarily on YouTube mm-hmm. and your topics. You just had uh, David Icke on. And a lot of people are going to say, now listen, audience, um, David Icke may or may not be a shill or what have you. The interview is good. The interview is sound. Um, you know, take what you want from it. And everybody's got their opinions of this, you know, either he's crazy or he's a shill or he's this or he's that, but the guy's out there and he's, he's making people think. And this ties into, somebody said to me, um, the whole, I can't even, I don't even know if I'm allowed to say it, uh, you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, Q something or other. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, they said, you know, for me personally, it's like, I never took that stuff too seriously. Uh, and what I liked was it stemmed from a Terrence McKenna quote, uh, also parlayed into Q uh, which was psychedelics are um, much like a telephone. When you get the message, hang up the phone. So don't abuse psychedelics. And that's something that I've, I've absolutely loved because psychedelics on their own and, and is it as a tea or as a microdose are super beneficial to your mindset. Um, conspiracies in the same vein mm-hmm. uh, are beneficial to your mindset. But once you get the message, hang up the phone. 
Um, and so what I, what I'm trying to parlay into that is the QAnon thing. Oh, damn it. I said the whole word. I'm going to get bleeped out. Um, <laughs> my own show. And I actually, I joke about that, but I had right. an entire podcast wiped out and I'm right. Not, I'm not sure what it was that was, that was taken. They didn't take the episode down. They blew it up. Now, episodes gone. Do you have Q people listening to the show? Like, is that an audience for you? I don't think Q is an audience anymore. And that's what I'm okay. saying with this. It's like he gave certain pieces of information that allowed us to understand certain things. So mm-hmm. the whole QAnon PSYOP was, was fascinating to me, but you have people dissecting this and living in this and embracing it and just, just setting up shop in this world. And that was a no bueno. That was no go. Because once you took a thing and go, oh, look, this is something that's happening. You can say, okay, so Q is alerting me to these things. Um, and again, you get the message. So you, you hang up the phone. Mm-hmm. You don't need to keep going back to that well or to that thing because the messages get more and more absurd. And they're just more and more out there. But the fact that you can tap into these things is, is phenomenal. I'm not 100% sure where I was going with this. Oh, it was David Icke. I was talking about David Icke, right. the last guest. But I'd like to add on to that too. Please. If you don't mind. I do. And I, I talk about this in regards to a gentleman that I had on my show called uh, David Weiss, and he's a flat earther. Okay. And this is no disrespect to David Weiss and his views, but I just use this as an example uh, onto like what you just spoke of mm-hmm. in regards to you have a thought process, right? And it might be unconventional for him, you know, and others, it's, it's flat earth. And you start talking about it with a couple of friends, you start talking about it with family, And generally, I mean, you get resistance. People think you're crazy. Mm -hmm. So you maybe stop talking to them or they stop talking to you. So what do you do? You search for another group. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you maybe go online, whatever it might be. You start making contact with other people that feel like you do. Start telling you things that maybe you don't know about the subject. And instead of really doing your fact checking on that, I'll say that term loosely, right? You just accept it as as fact because these are people that know more than you do. And now you're learning. And then eventually what happens is that you surround yourself fully with people that believe in flat earth. All the non-believers are are now gone and there's no one there to challenge your views. And I think that's the most dangerous position to be in, that there should always be a little bit of room, a keyhole, at least for a little voice to get to get in uh, and offer some reason or opposition to whatever your view is. A thousand percent. And I've said that a thousand times, too. It's it's you know, if you're if you're on. And I love the extreme ends, but if you're on an extreme end and you're, and you're living there, that's wrong. That's mm-hmm. wrong because it's detrimental to your own personal experience and health. But where the, where the extremes are beneficial to you is you get to go all the way out there. You get to go all the way out to either extreme that you want to go out to and be like, fuck, I don't like it out here. And mm-hmm. then you, you come back in. So you find how far you can go and you do have to go. You have to be like, I believe this. I believe in in, in miniature Mars, men, earth, and people from the center of the, I believe in all that. And then you're like, mm, well, what about this? What about that? So when you do have the ability to come back to your center, you know what your center is based on how far out you went. And I really like that. But, but the people that you meet out there. Oh man, isn't that crazy? And they're staying out there for a long time. And this is what I say when it comes down to the, the, the boring ass topic of COVID, there are people out there that are extremely, um, for lack of a better term, pro-vax and extremely anti-vax. And if you're an extreme anti-vaxxer, that's ridiculous. And if you're an extreme pro-vaxxer, that's ridiculous, <laughs> right? That's the thing. So when you are in the middle of the extremes, you can have conversations, enlightening conversations, 
You can expand your knowledge. You can expand your awareness. You can understand what made somebody think that or do this or, or do that. But there's no point in fighting because the whole purpose of, in my opinion, of that, that narrative, that specific narrative and a million, a myriad of other narratives is to make us fight, is not to make us understand or comprehend or believe in any one thing or another, because there are, there are no truths. There are no truths to this unless you and I are standing in the hospital going, all right, maybe this COVID thing is a problem or maybe it's not. None of us are standing there, no matter what your point is. We're not living it. We're just regurgitating hearsay on both points. And it's, and it's, it's, it's detrimental to yeah. again, your internal energy, your chi. Right. We're just picking sides at the end of the day. You're, you yeah. know, aligning yourself with information that you believe to be true. And then you throw it out there uh, and there are some common sense things. And it just depends how transparent you want to be with yourself and others. Like in regards to flat earth, I love talking about flat earth because it's just fucking fun. That's why. And you know what? Here, I, I'll just put it this way. I myself have not been to space and seen a round globe spinning in nothingness, right? right? So if, if it's flat, I'm like, yeah, so maybe it is. It, it, and maybe it's not. I'm not going to hang my hat on this. It's not that important to me either. Like, I'm not going to die on that fucking hill. Yeah. <laughs> but like, why not just be open to it? And if I'm going to be open to that, then I should be open to almost anything. I shouldn't say no. I may not believe that's the case, but I'm going to keep an open mindset. It's a little bit different, Adam. If you come to me and you say, like, I saw a gray and like, you know, we had some weird kind of kinky alien sex, then I'd be like, okay, (laughs) it's always a little bit more difficult when it's right there in front of your face, but I'd at least take the time to listen and coddle you and and talk you down. (laughs) (laughs) Is it the grays that do the probing or is it the reptilians? I don't remember. Oh yeah. The reptilians. I was just told to call them lizard people apparently is incredibly offensive. So if you were to see one, don't say, oh my God, you're one of those lizard people I saw. You would say, hey, you're one of those reptilians. There's a gentleman, uh, Anthony, I just spoke to. I can't remember his last name. He's going to be on my on my next podcast, and, and we talk about that. And David Icke uh, yeah. talks about that a little bit, too. You have one of those podcasts where you actually plan everything out, and then you edit it, and then you upload it on specific days. Like, you're, you're, you're really good at what you do. We're not oh, so much you. over on this on this side of things. We just we by the seat of our pants, ladies and gentlemen. I reached out to him probably about an hour ago, and uh, and here we are live. And this thing will be up and recorded by the end of the day. This is the Halloween spooktacular. That's what this one is. <laughs> really, that's it. And there's like nothing Halloweenish about it. It's just it's Halloween. That's it. I fucking love it. Perfect. That's how we do down here. All right. So David Ike about keeping him on YouTube. Yeah, and that's where you're going. I took you completely away from that. No, I apologize. It, we've talked about all that and it's not right. keeping him on YouTube. It's how you manage to stay on YouTube because you and I've talked about this as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you, you jump hoops to stay on YouTube I, so shit that I could never do. Um, I mean, even my name sometimes on YouTube gets people's podcasts pulled down. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's that, I mean, maybe that's a badge of honor for me. I'm not sure, but uh, you know, who knows what happens with that, but how do you stay on YouTube? How do you have these conversations with all these people, the flat earth uh, you've even, you've hammered out COVID a few times. Um, you've actually got an all call or you're currently doing an all call to debate anyone that's 100% pro narrative, right? Yeah. I just want to have a conversation. Like I'm looking for a, a doctor that wants to come on my show and have a conversation mm-hmm. uh, and it's not going to be anti anything. I just have a couple of questions that I'd like to ask. And by all means, I'll give them the floor to talk about why someone should not be 
uh, vaccine hesitant. I don't care. Share your views. I, you know, I'm not worried about the person that's going to change their mind that, you know, had decided that they weren't going to get vaccinated. I believe that people already have that decision embedded inside of them and they're eventually going to walk towards that door. And I'm not going to be the person to push them through. They can just listen to the information that he has to say. And that will be the trade off for me to be able to finally start to explore some of the, the metrics here in regards to how this virus works and how they're so skewed towards just a basic vaccinated and unvaccinated. For instance, I'll just give you a quick little example. And obviously, I know you don't want to go too hard on this, but okay. in regards to talking about how much more contagious an unvaccinated person is, like it's just starting to drive me fucking nuts. Like I'm at home just doing my own thing, right? Whether there's a mandate or there's not, you know, I'm probably at home. I'm doing my own thing. I'm 44 years old. I'm in good shape. My immune system, as far as I know, is doing pretty, pretty good. And then there's someone that's, you know, 200 pounds overweight, you know, maybe five years older than me does not have a great immune system, but they're vaccinated. I, I don't see how that person now becomes the pillar of fucking health. And, <laughs> and I'm, I'm the danger. You know what I mean? The crazy yeah. thing is, is that there's so few people that I've come across that have talked about this coming from a place of where they just want to be healthy, right? That they're making a health choice. Yeah. It's I want to travel. I want to be able to go to restaurants. I want to be able to do A, B, C, D. Uh, and unfortunately, what this is not doing is that it's not having people generally eating better. It's not having them drinking any less. It's not having them smoking any less. I don't have any friends that have jumped on a fucking treadmill because of it. You know, so it's uh, people have lost their their fear of COVID, I believe, right now. And what they're doing is they're really leaning into um, this. Um, I'm, looking for the, I'm looking for the proper word. It's this righteousness. Right. It's a righteousness because you're you're okay with going up to somebody and yelling in their face and having them yell at you or possibly get into a, a physical altercation. If we're talking about something that you're so afraid of that you want everyone that's unvaccinated to stay at home, like why the fuck would you even get close to that person? Yeah. No, hundred percent. Right. And, and I've, I've, I've stated that on, on numerous occasions, I have a very firm belief that all of these people that kind of let their shit go, you know, all of the overweight people, like you were saying, the 20, 200 pound overweight, this, that, and the other thing. Um, you know, all of these people that never gave a shit about their health hmm. are now sort of tasting mortality and, and utilizing this, this COVID thing as being, I'm going to get vaccinated and that's going to erase a lifetime of physical abuse that I've put my body through. And if you don't do it, fuck you, you're killing grandma because the news told me this because I'm not supposed to think for myself because I'm supposed to sit back and go, this is exactly what I need to do. If I take this shot, even though I'm disgusting and massively overweight and never gave a shit about anything about my body, life, anything ever, I'm a lot healthier than you. And I can erase that and I can eradicate that. And I think that it's that high horse that they sit on that, that drives them towards you. It's the crazy people that are, that are, it's, it's the crazy people that are calling us crazy. <laughs> yeah. I just don't understand why we can't live in this world of just being okay with our own decision and not having to press it on anyone else. Well, we're like coming I, to a, we're coming to a massive crossroads right now because they've already kicked everybody out. Mm -hmm. uh, so, I mean, you know, we're not allowed to go anywhere, do anything, see anything, be anything, whatever. Um, and they're kicking people out of their jobs. 
And then they're dangling this carrot now where they're saying how, you know, you can, um, you can, uh, March 22nd in Canada, they're like, we're going to remove the, the mask mandates. We're going to remove sure. the vax yeah. pass there. You don't need this anymore. Right. But what they're not telling you, like people, people aren't paying attention is that on March 22nd, if they do all that, like it's absurd because between now and March 22nd, they've just fired half of the working staff of people that didn't want to get vaccinated. Right. They've also gotten rid of all the police. Every single person that was opposed to their ideologies are no longer a member of law enforcement. Therefore they've just created a new police force that will do exactly as they're told. And the house of member, the, the house of parliament up here, the same thing, they've said the same thing. They're like, well, we don't think that we should get vaccinated. So now you're having uh, an issue between the house of parliament. You're having an issue between everybody that's political, uh, everybody that works for the government, including the police fire and, and ambulance and all that sort of stuff. And all these people are getting fired. And this massive pandemic and all these hospitals and nursing and all these people are getting fired in the middle of a massive, drastic pandemic, right? You can go to any sporting event you want, wide open, but you can't go and have, uh, you, if you're, you can't go unmasked into a restaurant. The server in the restaurant can be unvaccinated so he can serve you, but after hours, he can't be in there. Right. Like I have a buddy right now that will not see me. This kind of just came out of nowhere. He helped me move. While there were vaccinations available, hmm. um, but I guess he just assumed I was, but he was around a whole bunch of other people that also weren't at the time. <laughs> and so we were supposed to go for a walk recently, like outdoors. Right. And his, his wife is compromised. So I understand that. Right. I, I respect that. And I understand where the fear is coming from because that's been programmed into him. So I don't take it personally, even though it hurts my heart. Mm, right. But at the same time, you know, he's going to restaurants and he's hanging around other people. Like I could understand if this vaccination was all about like, listen, you get this vaccination, Adam, and you are not going to get COVID or give COVID. Yeah. And we're going to eradicate this thing. And maybe you didn't want to take it. I'd be a little bit more confused and like, well, I don't know. <laughs> this seems like to be a really good way out. But when you're saying whether I'm vaccinated or not vaccinated and I can still get it and I can still give it. And before this thing kind of blew its top off where all these mandates started to come in is we were talking about like being together, right? Let's do this together. Let's get to 80% or whatever the number might be. And everyone was kind of like on the same team. And if you didn't want to, that's okay. Somebody else is going to take your place and we were going to get there. Yay. That's right. And then, you know, somewhere that just changed. Right. To where now you're an outlier. If you decide that you don't want to get this poke, you get treated differently. You're you're being alienated. And I just think it's such a horrible thing that's going on right now, the way that we're treating one another based on something that. Yes, I mean, I don't even buy into it. I've, that's why I want to have this doctor on the show to talk about how much more contagious am I really? Mm -hmm. honestly, really. And then take a look at that compared to the person that's going out to all these events, having tens of thousands of points of contact in a week, and then also seeing that compromised person who's really the individual putting another person at risk. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, it's let's just live our lives. Let's respect other people's opinions and their space. And let's just move forward. Because if it gets any worse than it is right now moving out of this. And of course, 
It's going to, even when things settle and we're not having this COVID conversation anymore, this world is going to be a much different place to live in. We're going to be much more torn. And then who gives a shit who's vaccinated or not at that do point? You think, do you think that, that, that that's actually a possibility? Do you think that, because they have to maintain this narrative. Like, I mean, you can only talk about something so much without people being like, fuck, what's the point, right? So they, they like, how many people need to get vaxxed before they're like, just do it, right? Before people start seeing past it and go, this this isn't about that. Um, you know, how long do you think that this, that that they can keep telling us this story before people start catching on? I think they could do it forever, Infinite. honestly. Think so? Well, that's what they've been doing, but just different stories, right? Different narratives. So here's a question. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But okay, so here's a question for you. When did you, when would you consider yourself as an entity, um, uh, um, an individual who uh, woke up, who started seeing past the bullshit, what was your trigger uh, or what was the event or what were, what, what, what happened in your life that, that made you go, well, wait a fucking minute. Yeah. Because remember too, you were in radio for 17 years, which, which theoretically meant you were a, a Kool-Aid pusher without even. Right. Being. I was a Democrat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, I was like the, the largest liberal big time. Know what I mean? I, I can't even tell you how much it's changed, but I think that's also helped me sympathize with the left, right? Which is why I can kind of come from uh, this place that I do. I try to come down the middle, even though my views may skew to another side. And there's two, one a long time ago and one more recently. Uh, the first would have been 9-11. It's, it's crazy that I could watch it on the screen. That's just like the perfect example of shock and awe, right? Right. Uh, is just seeing this plane go into a building or whatever the fuck you think went into it. <laughs> There's so many different theories, uh, but to see that happen and then to see a building basically crumble into itself, yeah. defying physics. <laughs> Anyways, I, I can't believe that I watched that and just believed it was only that. And then I think it was when I heard about Tower 7. Uh, that was the one I was like, wow. And I started to look into it. And just being from a radio background and having to research my sources, I was able to get through a lot of the bullshit uh, that was there and just take a look at some of the some of the facts, just like in regards to fire and how it heats metal. And then, like, you know, the nanothermite and all this other stuff that they were talking about that I was looking into. And then there's, of course, the stuff that's a little bit further out there. Second, um, and I was still a Democrat or a liberal all the way through until maybe about two, three years ago. Uh, <laughs> Trumpet and Trump. Here we go. <laughs> and I, I would never think I'd say this because if you were to talk about Trump to me five years ago, uh, I mean, he, he was nothing special to me. Um, I, I would have nothing positive to say about him. And you know what? I don't know this guy as a as a human being, I've never met him. I can't speak on his character other than what obviously the news uh, decides to share with us. But what I decided to do for whatever reason is I started watching this stuff that typically somebody wouldn't watch if they weren't a fan of somebody. Like if somebody says this movie really sucks, I mean, you know, you have two out of three friends say don't watch it. Maybe you just pass over it and then you'll just tell other people, well, I heard it wasn't good. So I started watching Trump rallies yeah. and it took no more than just one rally. And I watched it from beginning to end. And then I watched how the news talked about that rally. And it was not factual. Like it just was not anywhere close to what he was saying. 
what he was implying. They so took somebody, things out of context. As somebody that was in that circle, you read the news. You 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 shared the news with people from time to time. You never created the news. You just took the piece of paper. I'm assuming and mm-hmm. did your job. Right. So from from that standpoint, who do you think created that? bullshit narrative that 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 trump narrative because never in the history of anything have we ever seen every last media outlet thrash this individual mm-hmm. and, and to this day there is a fucking ghost sitting in the office right now just a just a pepperoni stick of a man and <laughs> there isn't a single article or news thing like this was 24 7 fuck trump was in everything yeah right and now it's it's nothing now there's there's Joe Biden, there's nothing on Joe Biden. The guy can't form a sentence and the news hasn't touched him once. So my my question to you, again, from your experience, from being on the other side of this, from being as one of those people, what, who do you, where do you think that shit's coming from? God, that's a, that's a heavy question. Where is it coming from? Who I knows with the media? First, I, time, first time in the world. Well, I could, I could go all around rush. That's what I I could go like really, I could go really deep into it. And I want you to. Yeah. You don't have to to go into detail. You can just go just, you know, unless you're going to get shot for saying these things. I don't know. (laughs) My secret societies. That's right. Yeah. I got to be careful. (laughs) Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure entirely. I mean, I think that just goes to show, show how strong, you know, the narrative is, I don't know why it seems to be this massive push uh, for the the Democratic Party. I mean, it's it's obvious. And what you said, like, you know, Adam, like you're right on on the button. Like why, you know, Trump, A, B, C, D, like every day there was something. And the fact that there's so many things that he was being accused of that you 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 now see that they've come to surface, that they were fabricated, that they weren't even true, that these were perpetuated lies you know, from the Democrats. Uh, and now you see on on the Democratic side, like with Joe Biden, like everyone, I think this is part of it is that, you know, it's kind of like, you know, did your team, did your team get beaten or did you kind of like lose the game? Right. And with Joe Biden, people just wanted Trump out. It wasn't so much about like, we need this guy that we can champion and rally around. So let's get Biden in. It was more like, we just got to get Trump out. Let's and that's not, what happened here in Canada, right? We got rid of, we got rid of, uh, what's his name? I would disagree with that. Really? And and why I would disagree with that is because it's not like we needed to get Trump out because I think Trump was going to win, right? Quote unquote, Joe Biden stole the election. And it, to me, it says Joe Biden needed to be the guy mm-hmm. that's in there because also in the, in the Americas, they have this thing where there's a bunch of people that are like, I'm, I want to be the leader of the opposition. I I'm going to try to fucking do something and blah, blah, blah. And they create this, this, uh, this puppet show where all these people do all this stupid shit. And then it makes it look like, Oh, we've, we've narrowed it down to Joe Biden, right? It's like, fuck the hell you did that guy. That guy cannot form a sentence. There's no, there's no way that he won out of all the other candidates that were out there. There's no way that this guy won. So, well, there was a lot of voter fraud too, right? Like oh, tons, <laughs> tons. I mean, I've never seen them be like, you know what? Yeah, we're going to stop the count tonight. Anyway, well, that's, I, that's a whole other episode. We could talk okay. about all that sort of shit too. But but I can't believe though that just so much of it was just not even recognized by 
the majority of people. And I wouldn't even go as far to say like it would have necessarily because I just drip it on people. Right. I don't give them too much because I don't want to drown them. Right. It's like, can you at least admit the fact that there was voter fraud and the fact that so many people don't even think there was is mind blowing to me. And the funniest, the funniest group of people are like, so it was just a little. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. What the fuck. It's just a little bit of poison. Um, so there's a book and there's a, there's a, there's a book, uh, Ingersoll Lockwood, um, referring to, it was written in the 1800s and it's talking about, um, Baron Trump uh, and his travels through time. And there's another, uh, iteration of this book and it talks about how Donald Trump is the last president. And this was written Mm -hmm. in the 1800s, but President Trump, um, uh, was, was the head of a, um, a, a circus and he w- he became the president of the United States of America, and he was the last president. And the individual that followed him up in that was an individual by the name of Hunter, which is peculiar because Hunter Biden exists. This hmm. book, I have it on my shelf. I can bring it to you if you want to see this thing. It's crazy. Yeah, do that. In the 1800s. And, uh, and they talk about this being the last presidency. Now, Trump, uh, Trump obviously is tied into Q. They think he's the same, one and the same. So both stories. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy, yeah. Um, and and I, you know what? It it it's not so much a story of is the president leaking secrets to the public. It's more a story of is the illusion is is this individual dangling a illusion shattering carrot? Right. And I firmly believe that that is the case because I don't think I don't think that who we think Trump is is that I don't think who we think the president is is that, um, and I think that he. And we talked about this earlier as Q. Now we're talking about it as Trump, which is kind of a fun full circle. Um, how did this guy, how did this guy shadow this? And how is he the final president? Because it looks to me like if you look at all the stuff that he did, he opened up a lot of eyes. He, he started opening the doors in what he was saying and what he was dropping in the nuances that he was putting into his speeches uh, for the public to see. Mm. And it was followed up by anyone that wasn't, because Trump did wake a lot of people up. Trump finally made people go, wait a minute. Right. And first off, when Trump first got in, it's like, who is this fucking circus rodeo clown running the country? And then a couple of years into it, you're like, this guy's, he's solving world peace. He's doing this. He's, he's not world peace, but he's, he's putting, he's putting an end to things. He's stopping things. You know, he only fired a few missiles. In the entire time. <laughs> right? But Adam, at the same time though, you don't think that he's the perfect villain. Oh, of course. Right. So who's to say that he's not also, and this is where you can just speculate forever. And it's fun to speculate. Of course. But having you know, who's who's not to say that he's just not dropped in there? Like it's supposed to be, like you said earlier, like it's so outrageous. Mm-hmm. It so doesn't make sense that it, it creates divide in itself. A hundred percent. And, but it's supposed to, right? And I'm not saying he's a savior, I'm saying he did things so differently that it made people stop and go, what the fuck? Right now, was he doing things differently by design? Yes. Or was he doing it genuinely? I, I, I had to assume, and it's kind of, it has to be by design. Some of it has to be yes. by design. Yeah. I, I personally firmly believe, look at that. We got two hosts trying to do this show right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I firmly believe. <laughs> this is the greatest. Um I, I remember I was telling you about, I was telling you about um, my idea for, for uh, the new podcast. And I said, it was, it was much like uh, two bears, one den. Did you look mm-hmm. that up? It's Bert uh, Kirschheiser or whatever. And I didn't. Oh my God. These guys are priceless. And and the chemistry that you and I have right now, I'm, I'm not going to lie. This is fucking great. Like, I'm having a blast. We oh, awesome. Totally rock out a, a, 
a separate show. And we'll get we'll, we'll touch more on that. Ladies and gentlemen, we might do a separate show altogether, just the two of us with guests. Fucking target them. Um, Trump is, to me, Trump is just as much a puppet as any of the other ones. And he's in, his intention and his purpose was to wake us up to certain things, to get us to see through the, the, see through the, the junk in the narrative. Hmm. And then what the people that Trump didn't wake up with force or with shock and awe, they've replaced then with which is what I was getting to, because it's, it could only have ever been Biden, right? That showed up and, and replaced and, and finished Trump's job, the, the job that Trump started. He's now finishing with incompetence and, and foolishness. I mean, the fact of the matter, who cares who came before him? If anyone honestly believes that Joe fucking Biden can run a wet paper bag, let alone a country, uh, I don't think anyone can possibly believe that right now. So there's a whole bunch of people going, wait a minute, maybe there's something more to this. And I read an article too. I'll send this to you because it's a fascinating article. It's an article about the elites. Are you familiar with um, uh, is it Dale Carnegie, I think? Oh, yes, of course, Dale Carnegie. Yeah. I think it was Dale Carnegie. It was- how to win friends and influence people. That's one of them. But this one was um, uh, how to, or outwitting the devil. Okay. I think it's, it's either Dale Carnegie or my audience is kicking me right now. They're yelling. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's Dale Carnegie, but he did write a lot about human psychology. So it could be. Yeah. Let me guess. There's going to be an edit here, you fucker. No. No, no <laughs> okay. No edit. I'm really quick on my fingertips. Yeah. Holy hell, I, I covered for you right there, man. I covered. You have to. Yeah. yeah I can't, no I can't air. handle the dead air. <laughs> yeah. There you go, man. See, you're a radio guy too. Exactly. You get it. Uh, do you remember? Okay. Here's a fun Canadiana story. Do mm-hmm. you remember uh, Q107 in Toronto? I sure do. Uh, Derringer, right? Uh, is it Derringer? Derringer in the mornings or something like that, but whatever. Yeah. So this was, this was back. This was back a bit. And, um, one of the hosts, it was either the, it was, no, it was the afternoon drive. He was getting fired and he was, he was in it with the, with the guys and there was no dead air. No dead air was the thing. Right. Mm-hmm. So he barricaded and locked himself in the room. And this is early eighties or whatever. And he put on the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald on repeat for eight hours. Yes. <laughs> now that's crazy, right? That is, that couldn't, I'm sure there's a way right now in this day and age where somebody just like flick that one off, put this one on. There's no way that's happening. Yeah. You know what? I'm surprised that they weren't able to do something. Obviously this is before automation, this, that, whatever, maybe the servers. And I always took that as a badge of honor that somebody trusts you to get on a live mic every day, right? Where you press a button and you could say fucking anything. You could be having a bad day. Like your boss just reprimanded you and you could just go on, press a button and say, just fuck all of you, like every, like every inch of my balls, I want you to lick and just bounce. Right. Because <laughs> so many people in radio, it's, there's a lot of ego that's attached to radio and it's a good and a bad thing. I think the good part is that if you want to be really good, uh, you know, an ego is going to be part of that equation. And then at the same time, so many people find it very difficult to leave that forum right? For the perks, for the recognition, for all that type of stuff, the fame, you know, whatever you consider that to be. And I was never that guy. I never attached too much of myself to that radio personality. And, and, you know, that really ties into the story that I shared with you before. And so I think it's just so awesome right now that there's people like yourself, 
right? Where you don't have to go to radio school anymore. Intelligent individuals that have something to say that want to enlighten and challenge their audience. And I think it's so great. I'm always blown away when I come across people like yourself to where through sheer repetition and passion uh, and, and desire to, you know, offer a platform to people uh, and just for it to come off so professionally is just, it, it's really, it's amazing to see. So, I mean, I'm sure if you listen to my show and you listen to Adam, I mean, there's no difference, you know, in between what we do. So thank you for, for doing what you do. And I, I think it's really awesome shit. Well, look at that. I got, I got praises somebody, for the first time. And this is 164 episodes, somebody called me a professional. All right. Yeah. <laughs> You'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a professional something. That's for sure. Um, and I can tie it back into what we were talking about. It was outwitting the devil, which is where we all got started with this one, this tangent. Also, I'm a huge fan of tangents. If you can remember what you were talking about, tie it all back together. I love that shit. Yeah, well, you're story, killing it with that. <laughs> a, story, a story with tangents, man. There's no point. Right. Like, why, this linear story bullshit. Fuck, I can't do that. Um, and my audience, you know, I, there, I, there's been so many times I'm sure my audience is like, this guy was talking about something. And, he went on <laughs> yeah. the and then yeah, completely that's... left it behind. And just, I wanted to know where he was going with it. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway. It's not in the show notes. Yeah, it's yeah. not. There's no show notes here. I got like a right. four thing. <laughs> Pick up milk is on the show notes right <laughs> here. Um so uh, uh. <laughs> winning the devil. Uh this oh. this is an article. So there's this this is this goes back to the elites. We were talking about Donald Trump, we were talking about Joe Biden, we were talking about how they're both uh, the same the same piece of the machinery. Yes. Uh, you know, left wing, right wing, same bird. So the Interesting. Uh, the interesting thing is, there's a, a storyline and there's a narrative that dictates that the elites are up to something. Obviously, we're all kind of familiar with it, and they uh, have to tell you what they're doing, right? So, I mean, if you listen to any song lyrics and anything like that, there's, it's literally in everything. Anything from System of a Down, uh, anything from Corn, uh, anything from like the hard rock genre, they're literally telling you what's going on. Um, and it's pretty crazy because you think, oh, they're talking about love and relationships and this, that, and the other, but they're really talking about we're getting fucked and this is what's happening. Um, and the pain and the angst that comes out of like a corn lyric, you're like, it's really coming from somewhere. And this guy really doesn't want to be here, you know? And, yeah. and it's true. It's like, you're like, what the fuck? Cause you're looking at it through your eyes. Like he's got everything. He's world famous. He's this, he's that, he's the other thing. Right. Which ties in another quote. He goes, don't be jealous of anyone in their winning season because you don't know what they had to give up in their losing season. And all of these people that look famous and that look this, that, and the other thing, you're like, they must be living the dream because you're comparing it to your life and your life, your whole life, because of the magical black box that sits in front of you, you think that you can aspire to be a celebrity. You can be on TV because you want to be, because you've seen these people do this shit and you think that they're just like you. But now there again, goes into the elite stories that all of these people, you know, and they create this illusion and this again, the number one running theme on my show is depression and anxiety and clearing it. Number two, getting started. And we're talking about all of it right now, because if you can actually clear the idea of who you think you're supposed to be based on what they've told you to be, you can get rid of the anxiety and the depression. Once you start truly aligning with purpose and with, and, and with source energy, you can get rid of a lot, years of angst and depression. Hmm. Um, but now back to what I was saying, all of this stuff, uh, all of the things that we think we're supposed to want and think that we're supposed to need, it's been handed to us. It's this, it's this, this massive total illusion and deception uh, that keeps us vibrating low. And it's a giant game that all of these people are playing against us. 
And how cool is it that we're so important that they got to fuck with us like that? Now, Outwitting the Devil is one of these interviews where an individual got on with an elite and he's asking him questions and he's answering these questions. And it was published as a fun little story, but it's a truthful. And there's another link as well. And I'm going to put it in the show notes, uh, the, the liner notes of the, of the episode. Uh, it's, it's, it's a covenant link. Um, and it talks about, it's another interview with an elite and he's answering questions, questions that he has to answer specific questions. There's no roundabout. There's no this, there's no that, but these people have to answer these questions. And the idea is they have to show you what they're doing so that your blind ignorance allows it to continue much like this vaccine and the Nuremberg trials, right? You can't coerce or, or, or force me to, I have to consent to this jab one way or the other. All right. And you're going to try and take all these things from me. So, I mean, even that falls in line with this and there's no real follow-up or real question to it. I'm going to get that to you, but are you familiar with that narrative? Are you familiar with the story that they have to tell you this shit while they're doing it? Yeah. You know, it's all about being able to just drop the breadcrumbs and just have you slowly follow a path, I believe. And eventually you, you get there. Some people are a little bit slower. Some people want to have the, the breadcrumbs a little bit quicker than others. But I think generally like the, the herd comes to the same place. They reach the same destination. Yeah. And what's your take on um, non-player characters in the reality in which we're currently residing? Do you believe that there are individuals out there that are just, you know, like in a video game? Um, right. Did you just watch that Ryan Reynolds movie? Is that what happened? Um, Have you watched that movie, by the way? I did watch it. I quite enjoyed it. I, I thought it was fantastic. What a great flick. Um, I think they of, really nailed it. There's a lot of truth in that. There's yes. A, he dropped a ton of truth bombs. I'm like, I'm watching this going, fuck. Right. And, and I knew it was going to happen the way it did. And just the way he spoke about his reality and what real is like, there's no real proof that you and I are real, you know, mm -hmm. first and foremost, we could just be background characters in somebody else's game. Mm -hmm. And right. I talked about this the, yeah. more and more. It's leaning towards that. We're living in a simulation or there yeah. seems to be some science behind the fact that we're living in a simulation. And I mean, with all the fucking crazy shit that's happening right now, it's hard. You almost hope it's a simulation because I would hate for someone to have this as a real life. <laughs> it's crazy. Like it's oh, so, you have like some of this shit. It's almost like someone wrote this. Someone had to have written this. Right. And we're, and we're referring to him as God these days, but you know, or what did she say? He goes, Oh, you've met God. She goes, Oh, who Stewie out and whatever. Yeah. He's a, yeah. guy that, wrote the yeah. Game. that was by the way, the guy that wrote that was, um, white, Waikiki, What have you? Um, I can't remember. I can't pronounce his name. I feel ignorant by saying that, um, uh, the dude that does the, the rock monsters voice from, uh, Avengers. He's I am Thor, not Thor, sure. But, you ever seen Thor? You, you know the, I have seen Thor. Yes. Like, you think I live under a fucking rock? Have I ever seen know. Thor? Like, yeah, I've seen Thor. Thor. All right. So Thor's got a rock buddy. He's like a, a, a gladiator friend that's all rocks. Yeah. Right. So I don't know what his name is. I don't even, well, you don't even know what his fictional that, name is. Exactly. Rock dude. <laughs> right. Because this stuff rock, is not important to me. It's dude. just like it's, it's, it's in there, right? It's in the show notes. So, yeah. <laughs> so he, uh, the voice that did that, he's the guy that played the, um, he's the guy that played the, the main pro programmer bad guy in that. All right. And he's also got a show. He produced this show called Reservation Dogs about Native Americans out in uh, Oklahoma or something like that. And if you haven't seen Reservation Dogs, it's entertaining as fuck. 
you should definitely take a look at that because there's a lot of truth bombs in that stuff. So this guy's out there dropping truth bombs all over the place. Okay. Yeah, I'd, I'd check that out for sure. And do I think that there's people that just have the regular jargon that they throw out just with a, a much deeper database? So instead of just the regular thing that they say, which is what we're kind of used to, they have one or two catchphrases to where, you know, maybe they have hundreds, uh, maybe they have thousands. Yeah. Um, isn't that a crazy thought though? Do you, do you find, I'm going to ask you a question, Adam. Oh yes, sir. And you were talking about getting too deep into things. Mm-hmm. When, when do you know it's time to say, okay, that was a thought. Uh, I've taken a, a little bit of a, a dip into that rabbit hole and now it's time for me to stop. Like, does your brain hurt or, and that's when you like pull out or do you just say, okay, I recognize that when I start behaving a certain way or I start spending so much time on something that it's time for me to release it and maybe revisit it at a later date? Uh, for me, it works out to be um, in any aspect of anything. It doesn't even have to be a rabbit hole. Like if I spent too much time trying to write copy for a website, for example, and, and I shake my head, I'm like, I can't, I'm not doing it today. We're coming back tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um if I, if I'm, if I, if I find myself getting too animated about an idea, you know, I realize that every single idea out there, every single one of them, COVID pro COVID against nine 11 Pearl Harbor AIDS, uh, all of it, Tuskegee experiments, Ugh. all of it, all of these things, every single one of these things is interconnected and intertwined. Uh, Fauci being the one that killed all the people with the AIDS uh, cure ish uh you know all of this stuff you can you can dabble you can look you can hunt you can see but you don't have to so what i mean by that is you're able to not do anything and for me i if i'm on a precipice of breaking my brain i just walk away and i realize after having done that over the past two three years so many times, you know, people talk about this is the hill I'm going to die on, right? There's so many hills. I'm like, I'm going to die on this hill (laughs) to the point where I realized that dying on the hill, quote unquote, is also a psyop. Yeah. So you getting as involved as you can, anything that changes your energetic flow. And yes, you're supposed to go up and down because again, not the extremes per se, but you need to find your center, which is up and down. Just like any good stock market, it goes up and down. Just like any good, anything, any good energy wave is going up and down. So you're allowed to get lost in stuff. It's the same as getting lost in a really good movie. I mean, I know the princess bride is fake, but I love the shit out of that movie. I've seen it. That's a great, that's a great flick brother. Yeah. And I get lost in, I put that, even if if it's on TV and I walk past it's on, I can sit down for half an hour and forget what the hell's going on in my life Mm -hmm. and just be entertained. Um, I look at all of this the same way. I am here. Oh, please go ahead. Finish. I'm good. Yeah, no, I'm sorry about that, man. Uh, like, what's the what's the one thing as well that maybe you were really, really into at one point that now you've you've changed your mind about? Like, you were almost certain, like it was just going down that path, and you're like, you know what? I just I don't believe that anymore. And something more along the line of conspiracy, not like an awakening, but you were just kind of down a rabbit hole with a conspiracy, and you believed it to be true. And upon further research, you're like, you know what? I just, I don't think that's the case anymore. I think this, I think I'll tie that back into what you were talking about earlier. I think, I think it would go flat earth. Um, I, what I really liked about flat earth was 
how it made sense in a lot of ways. Um, but I wasn't looking for it. I was mocking people that were like flat earth. Right. And then, um, and then I, I just kept poking because I had to poke because how could so many people think this is a thing? And then what, what really caught me afterwards was how could I have ever not thought this was a thing? How could I have ever not questioned this? Why am I not allowed to question these things? Mm. Um, and then, so flat earth became a big deal. And then I started having, flat earth was my, like my first big one. And what I mean by that is like, I knew nine 11 was an inside job. Like I had, I didn't know. It's not like I got the memo. I just, I it just didn't sit well with me, you know? And then over time, it still didn't sit well with me. And then you sort of ask more questions and then building seven comes out like you were talking about. And then you see articles and then, and then loose change gets released in like 2007. And you, you know, you ask for more questions and then, so it's like a, a pivotal chunky, chunky, chunk, chunk. There's no, there's no destination. There's no, there's no, you're not like, Oh, I've got it. I'm, I'm good. It's like, well, one thing will always lead to another. Um, so I was adamant back to uh, flat earth. Flat earth was another one that like really caught my attention. And it's almost arrogant to say that we live on a globe earth because if you say that, and if you believe that it goes to show that you have literally not done 10 seconds worth of your own research on anything, operation paperclip, operation high jump, operation fishbowl, all of these things you can look up. Um, And then you start sort of seeing more and more and more. But for me, again, going heavily into flat earth and being young, because remember too, I come from a very strict sales background, which was, I could convince anybody of anything. And what I found with flat earth was I was trying to convince myself through conversations with other people. Uh, And I was aggressive towards it. And this is like 2016, whatever. And then I wasn't. And then I'm like, this is dumb. I'm not going to put myself through this level of, of uh, angst to try to prove something or show something because people would then talk to you like you're an asshole or an idiot or stupid. If you think it's flat. Mm-hmm. Now you're like, I have to fucking deal with these people that are going to say these things about me or think about me, uh, which theoretically in the future actually led to the fact that I never ever worry about what anyone says, thinks or does towards me. I understand now that is 100% a reflection of them. So yes, I would say I dove into flat earth headstrong and came out of it going, this flat earth also has holes, Okay, which was a really cool realization going flat earth is not the answer, but it was a gateway. It was a gateway. Yeah, drug. a gateway drug. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Believe it or not, with all the things that I've spoken of, and I've had a gentleman named Jason Kristoff on the show who has some very, very strong views. Uh, David Icke, you know, I've dealt with people that have been injured by vaccine. And the one thing, like in regards to episodes, that got people's blood boiling more than anything else was flat earth like fuck dude people popped off like fuckers i never heard from my entire life and when i posted they had to say like people called me to tell me i'm not gonna watch that like what the what is happening here like there's just that they thought it was so vile for me to have this conversation one gentleman said it was dangerous for me to have this conversation because it might make other people believe in flat earth like what? How's that? Like, how does that impact your life in any way, shape, or form? One of the at biggest, all. One of the biggest things in the entire one of the biggest the biggest deceptions in the entire world is that we live on a globe in a solar system. Um, and that you know that is that's massive. Uh, it, it's it's 
once that illusion's gone, you're sort of standing there left with what the fuck is going on. And it also ties into, it also ties into depression and anxiety because they can tie that in your infinite nothingness. There are more stars in the sky than grains of sand on the beach. What you're doing is pointless. Mm-hmm. Right. And the whole purpose is to keep people unaware of their own true potential. Yeah, so, I agree. So the solar system is a lie. And how do they combat that? They show you an image of the solar system with all the planets as we know them. And then a flat earth. And you're like, Oh yeah. Cause this makes sense. Right now the, the disinformation that goes into the flat earth community, like those, the people that were commenting on your thing, those were bots. All of that was bots. There's another huge theory that I absolutely love, which is no, but people would message me directly. Yes. I understand. Like I, I can, through my I can, Facebook. I can show you, I can, yeah. Oh yeah. I can show like, so you. people I know, like, see, you're, okay, no, you're, you know, there's okay. Two different, right. Okay. People, people I know. know were sending me messages. Yes. Yes. Now people, you now there's a ton of people out there that are going to message you and be like, this is fucking bullshit. You're a danger to fucking. Society. Yes. Yes. Okay. A lot of that. And that's, that's bots, right? Bots will go nuts and you can have convert. You can have full on conversations with bots. Yeah. And they're programmed really well. Now people, you know, and when you say people, you know, are these people that you like you've had dinner with? Well, people that are in my network that I have met before. Yes. Okay. Right. So these people are massively influenced by bots and media and stupidities, right? They're also 100% wrapped in their own ego and their own ego dictates that they need to tell you what's what, because you may not know what you're doing. Right. And these people can go fuck themselves. Right. And that is, you know, coming from a motivational podcast, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first. We motivate people to go fuck themselves because it's not about, I, I can do whatever I want and I'm not hurting anybody, but we live in a society where all of a sudden people are so opinionated that you're able to tell me to my face and everyone's so accessible too. So you're going to be, you're going to tell me to my face. You're going to tell me to my message. You're going to be a keyboard warrior. You're going to tell me whatever the hell you want to tell me because you think you've got the right to tell me anything, right? I'm not hurting anyone. I'm talking about conversations. I'm talking about topics, but you, your inability to talk about them, your personal inability to expand your mind has then had me limit my ability to speak my mind because you're uncomfortable with it. Yeah. So, and a lot of those people are, like I said, a lot of those machines are bots and a lot of those people are so wrapped up in, in the system. They're so enamored with the system that these, that these people, they, they can't unplug again, back to the matrix. Yeah. I, I just don't understand how people get so tied up in it. Like there's a, there's some things that you've spoken of. Uh, I can't isolate one in particular that I, I can pretty much just assume that maybe we have slightly different views on or, or completely disagree. Uh, but that, that doesn't bother I? me. Pardon me. You and I, you've been wrong about everything. I'll just tell you. Yeah, (laughs) right. Sure. You know, and, and I I mean, I can sit here and have a conversation about anything and just allow someone to, to have those views. And this is something that I I have recently come around to in my podcast, where I would just kind of talk about a variety of subjects and and not necessarily have uh, a specific platform in mind, other than just speaking to interesting people and trying to offer my podcast as a tool for people to help in different areas of their life as they move forward. And then with everything that's been happening through the pandemic, people's rights and civil liberties became something that was really uh, important to me. And being a platform of freedom of speech and expression. And I was on this really early on. I, I had COVID when 
this whole thing before got going. Cool. Yeah, before it was cool. <laughs> and it wasn't fantastic, but it, it wasn't bad. And that was just that. And I remember when we were kind of going through the early lockdown and just shutting of things down type phase. And I wasn't allowed to go to a park at that point. Like it was very early on. People weren't even sure if they could walk their dogs. And I was talking about sitting on a park bench (laughs) and our taxes pay for this park bench. And I got blasted for talking about not being able to sit on a park bench uh, from some, right? Like, oh, you're worried about sitting on a park bench when people are dying from COVID or whatever it may be. And I said, that's not even the fucking point. Number one, I paid for that, for that bench. And I want to be able to sit on that bench whenever the fuck I want to sit on that bench. And it's also outdoors, which is even more ridiculous. Just don't sit on the bench near me or walk around, whatever you have to do uh, to tell yourself. And now looking back almost two years later, right? And how important was it uh, in regards to what your rights were when it just came to sitting on a park bench, your civil liberties and your freedom of your freedom of motion, uh, right? And now we're talking about people losing their jobs, right? We're talking about like mass discrimination, we're talking about mandates. You know, this is not going to be uh, the last lockdown, you know, that that sorry, this will we're not living in a world where we're not going to see another lockdown. I believe another one of those are coming. Oh, like it's, it's, it's you know, it's, these, these small incremental steps that finally led us to where we are here living in a world where, listen, we're just talking about potentially another lockdown. And you know what, like my dick doesn't even itch. It should itch a whole bunch when that happens, because that's great. It's crazy that we've assimilated uh, to this point that we hear about a lockdown, something that we've never had to go through before and kind of just be okay with it and expect another one to roll around. It'll be a Greta Thunberg lockdown. It's an eco lockdown. Right. They're going to say, you know, we've had, we've had great success, blah, blah, blah. And, and people are going to be able to go and do what they want. And then they're going to roll in this thing where it's going to be, well, you should see, here are the numbers of what the world looked like when we were on global lockdown. And we think for the month of February, we're going to do it again, just to give the earth a chance to breathe. So what they're going to do is they're going to give you an eco lockdown. They're going to make you enjoy the trip. And they're going to be like, we're doing it for the universe or blah, 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 blah. And the whole thing is going to be fucking poppycock. And it's not so much, that it's coming and that it's a bad thing. But when it does come and when we, and we, when people are like, we called this shit, just like when we called COVID and I'm not, it's not a horn to anything, but COVID back in the day, I remember calling me like this, this stands for certificate of vaccination identification. Mm. And I got blasted. Like the world told me to go fuck myself. Right. And it's ridiculous because, and again, like my Instagram, I'm shadow banned on a lot of stuff because I do talk about this in my story or generally on blurbs or, or if I'm, if I'm going to contribute to somebody else's story, you know, Instagram doesn't want to promote me at all, <laughs> but luckily people are sort of starting to find me slowly, but surely out there. And I'm having these conversations. And when the tools of the world that were given to us are working against you, because you disagree with the message that they're conveying, you know, something big is up. Something's coming. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know where it goes. I do know that the next lockdown is an equal lockdown for the most part. They're not going to do another one of these lockdowns because we're all like, fuck you. And mm-hmm. there's never been any proof of anybody dying anyway. And that sounds harsh to say, but there's literally like, this is how you and I started this. I don't know if it was on air or if it was before we went live. I said, you can have your opinions and I can have my opinions, but neither one of us are standing in a hospital right now. 
Meringue. So what do you mean proof of people dying? Like get into that for me. Proof of people dying as in the, the amount of numbers that they said that, that humanity was dying at the rate mm-hmm. that they were dying. Right. You would have had one person on Facebook in your friends talk about the horrible things that they were going through and how their face was melting off and how they were dying. Like they were like, they were like droves of people are dying. Right. So you believe, you believe it's been embellished. Oh, a hundred percent. Okay. I believe it's been embellished, but I also believe like people are dying from COVID or COVID related symptoms or comorbidities, whatever. I mean, it's, it's okay. So here's the thing too. I believe people die. Right. Of course they do. I believe believe car crashes. Um, I don't believe that, you know, I believe that this, this covered up, a major overhaul. I believe that Joe Biden isn't recording from the white house. You know, I believe that everything has been shifted. I believe that they put fences up around this stuff. Uh, All of this. I believe that uh, when you talk about COVID and how the riots that were taking place in certain parts of the country um, at the time that they were taking place, they weren't considered super spreaders. Right. I believe, Mm -hmm. I believe that the, the, the media has had their hand involved in absolutely everything. Absolutely. And I believe that any, Anything that you and I could even argue or talk about or discuss at any point with regards to this narrative at all, all of it on either side of the spectrum is bullshit. It's all well, we, been handed to us. We saw it here in Ottawa. Like they had the, the Black Lives Matter rally. Right. And, you know, people could be there. They said, well, we're all wearing our masks, you know, so that made it okay. Hmm. Uh, but, you know, this is when we're not supposed to be doing anything. I, I believe that was in a lockdown or there was some type of mandate that was in place. And fucking Trudeau showed up himself that guy's lost his mind by the way trudeau has lost his fucking mind he went from just like you know a whole hum dude to like just he's speaking like a dictator i don't know how his messaging makes anybody feel safe like no one's gonna sit next to you on a train and no one's gonna fly on a plane and all this and like just looking in his eyes like we all know he's <laughs> he has a drama teacher, so he's either really a good actor or he really has kind of gone part psychopath. I just know that I, I don't like the narrative that he's spinning. And I, I had said this on you know Facebook Live, like I've lit up Trudeau on a number of occasions, and I won't lie, I voted for this fucker at one point. You can and get him on your show. Yeah, I can't. I I find it very hard to get politicians on my show, Uh, but I have gotten a few. You had that Maxim Maxime Bernier, that guy. Yeah, and he was great, you know. And he's obviously the the Freedom Party, the the PPC that oppose all types of mandates. Uh, I have also talked to Randy Hillier, and he had the No Lockdown movement that was going here uh, for a few months, and it's looking like I'm going to be talking with uh, Roman Faber. Hmm. or babber i should figure that out before i have him on the podcast and he's, he's uh, right now he's a huge <laughs> and he's uh we're gonna we're gonna talk about the the you know jabs and jobs and all that kind of stuff and how people should not have their livelihoods uh hanging on the edge of a a needle right a needle point it's just crazy that we're we're here and you know what and i'm going to take this as you know a second just to say and i'm God, because I'm, I'm not all that familiar with your audience, but I mean, it doesn't matter what side of the fence that you're on that, you know, I have a, a great deal of empathy for anyone that's listening and, you know, God, you know, <laughs> my audience doesn't stick want together. You to just, just so you know, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, it, yeah, it's just, you know, just, it's, it's okay, man. It's okay. And it, you know, it's happening and it's really important to, you know, pick out, pick out your team right now, find your teammates and gravitate towards, you know, the, those fires that, that light you up. It is happening. 
regardless of anything, like I said, you know, you and I, we can talk until we're blue in the face about this shit, but it is happening. Why it's happening. It's all up for debate, but it is happening. So yeah. You know what, you know, what side of the fence are you on? It, you don't need to be on any side of the fence, right? Tear the fucking fence down and just be, and that, you know, that's, that's a huge thing. And, and that doesn't make me wishy-washy, even though some people are, you know, some of the extremists are going to say it does. Um, but I'm out here uh, for the most part preaching mental health, right? We live in a fucking pandemic where people aren't allowed to go and talk to a lot of other people. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I personally am quite a recluse, you know, this pandemic hasn't really affected me that much. And because I was already in tune with staying inside and staying you know, to myself and keeping to myself. Um, and I needed to do that. I needed to do that. And, and this was, you know, I went from being the life of the party, you know, the, the over, uh, overachieving extrovert, um, because that was my job to a complete 180 about five years ago. And the pandemic started about four years ago. So I was already a year into, uh, self-isolation. Right. Reminds me of that, uh, that image of Michael Myers. I've been wearing a mask and self-isolating since 1980, 1978. <laughs> That's a good one. I got in shit for posting that too. They're like, it's not funny. Really? And here's another thing about the media too. Did you know, did you hear this? Did anybody else hear this? This is ridiculous. The, the LGBT or, or the, uh, the let's go Brandon fuck joke. No, that's not the one. It's the LGBTQ community. And it's not everybody. I'm not saying the whole community. I'm saying that they're, you they're they've weaponized. I've got a ton of gay friends. They're not out there trying to like kill everybody, but mm. they've weaponized this just like they weaponized black lives matter. And, and they've got this community out there, like just thrashing everything to the point right now where I'm like, you know what, if, if, if it's true, if you really want to thrash, thrash, do your thing, have fun. Right. But the, there's these extremists and there's these people, or there's, there's these, this group of people pushing a narrative that these people never said it. I'm going to get to the point. They're saying that Michael Myers is homophobic because he killed gay people in the new Halloween movie. Yeah. This is, it's getting out of control My question yeah. to you and to the audience, but they can't answer right away, but they can think to themselves. Would he be more homophobic if he killed everybody, stared at them, walked around them, and kept killing people? Would he be like, I'm not going to kill the gays, not going to kill them, but I'll kill everybody else? Like, right. Make him more homophobic that he killed the gays or that he didn't kill the gays. Right. All right. It should be equal opportunity killing. A hundred percent. Right. <laughs> Michael Myers, let him kill everybody, and then the movie ends and he doesn't die. That's just how it goes. Mm-hmm. Like, and you know what? I'm probably going to get flat for that piece right there. No, you won't get out of town. How? I don't even get it. Like there's people, there's people out there. There's people out there that are watch you, right? There's people out there that are going to be jealous of you for what you do for your ability to speak. Okay. Well, in that case, I disagree with you. (laughs) I'm going to space myself. Yeah. I I do not. I do not believe anything that Adam says. You don't believe in equal opportunity murder. I mean, come on. Yeah, it, it is nuts, though. It, it really is going to uh, an extreme to where, I mean, wouldn't it be more like inclusive just to be normal about this kind of thing, opposed to going out of our ways to find these places where we can tear each other apart? Like, well, it's just, it, I don't, it, I, what, what's the in point? My, in my life, I've never, ever thought of a gay person, trans person, whatever, as anything other than a person. Right. And, and watching the, the reactions a lot of times is like you, 
they're it's almost like they're getting a bad name right now by attacking everybody. It's like, why are you so aggressive? And it's not all of them. Obviously it's not like we are a union. It's just like, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a message. It's a, it's a thing. It's a point of contrition where everybody can fight. And the truth is we're all humans. Mm-hmm. Who cares what you do behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. And that's where the media is focused though. Again, right. Is that I don't think it's generally much of a problem other than the media perpetuating a, a small group right, of individuals and just giving them a very, very loud voice. I have a transgender in my family Mm. and like, it's just, it's not a fucking thing to me. Mm. I've had people at my house though, where, you know, I've done networking events and there was a a transgender lady on my, on my team and she was here. And I remember there was an individual that objected to the fact that I had a transgender in my fucking house. (laughs) <laughs> right. So I, you know, I, I understand that there's obviously there's, there are prejudices out there. And I said, like, listen, this is a friend, uh, a teammate of mine. This is someone that I do business with. And if you have a problem with the fact that she's transgender, then, I mean, you can leave because yeah. that's, that's not going to change. Remember, you're also in my house. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I'm starting to have a problem with your ignorance. Right. Right. In fact, you know, maybe right then and there, I should have just said, you know what? I think it's probably time for, for you to leave. Right. Yeah. But giving them an option, like go over there and, and have a conversation. That's uh, that has never happened to me before. Right. And I, I have been around this individual on a number of occasions throughout maybe a two, three year period. And there was very little prejudice uh, against her whatsoever. Now, that's not to say that there wasn't a point in time right. where she didn't always look the way that she did. Right. She used to look very she used to look you know, very manly when she was early on in her transition. Right. Uh, and I can only imagine what it's like living that life like there's nowhere to hide. When you're starting your transition, you know, and, and it's very obvious and the looks you get, the comments that you get, how you're treated differently, and then having to live with that stigma after the fact, it's a, it's a crazy life to live. And from my experience, and I can only speak from mine and nobody else's is, uh, you know, I, I, I'm thankful that I live in a circle that isn't prejudiced towards, I'm definitely not prejudiced towards. And I think we should stop looking for prejudices, identify them when they're there and just do our best to resolve them and move forward. And Caitlyn Jenner, I think is a, you know, <laughs> I don't know how your fans, how do you feel about Caitlyn Jenner? Like, cause she's kind of like leaning right, right now. Right. But where are, oh man. Yeah. I Again, I do not, I do not endorse it. No I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I, you said Caitlyn Jenner and I haven't, uh, I, I haven't given her two thoughts. Uh, honestly, yeah. When somebody says Caitlyn Jenner to me, I picture the South Park version of her. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's all I've got in my head of Caitlyn. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I heard that she wanted to run for um, the mayor of uh, mayor, mayor, <laughs> the mayor of Albuquerque, yeah. uh, uh, California. She wanted to be the governor of California. Yeah. I mean, and I'm like, you know, honestly, she'd probably be better than Newsom because Newsom is, is, is a pariah. I'll say flat out. He's a, he's right. And I, I don't know too much about her politics, and I, I know a little bit about her story. But the things that I do hear from her seem to be very, very fair. And she's not hypersensitive either. You know, so as far as someone that seems to be playing a, a lead role for that community, I'm just speaking from the outside. I don't know. Yeah. Someone that I assume is playing a lead role uh, for for that community. It, she seems to be incredibly level headed. And the more and more I get to know about her, the more uh, I, I like her. 
Well, I find that uh, everybody should be, everybody should be represented. And, and the fact that, you know, like my whole platform is free thought and, and I get shit on right by, by, for what, not wanting free thought, free thought is dangerous. There's even been slogans in this, in this COVID campaign that, uh, let's say uh, free thought is, is not, what is it? I can't remember it. Damn it. I wish I could, but it just says free thought is, is, uh, <laughs> It's not Free. helping. It's not helping. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, creative criticism, whatever, like basically questioning anything is not helping the narrative is not helping the situation. And right. you, know, you, you look at stuff and you look at the science and like settle, like people say things like the science is settled, man, nothing is settled. They're like, don't question the science. Literally scientists job is to question the science. Right. And so when I say everybody should be represented, I mean, literally everybody, I mean, nobody should be attacking anybody because all of us are broken strangers. All right. of us have our own peace that we're dealing with. All of us have this, this, this thing inside of us that deems we need to do something about something, right. or whether that's listen or speak or talk or, or be a part of something. And we want to attack and everybody wants to attack somebody. And the people that get attacked are the people that speak the loudest, the people that speak the most. And they get attacked by people that are afraid to speak. You know, you, you'll never get attacked by somebody who's, who's telling you who they are. You're always going to get attacked by, by leopard troll 1834. You know, you're not, there's not going to be a, a point. And I remember in my youth, I remember being that, that angsty, aggressive kid that wanted to shit on things and people. Um, so I understand where they're coming from too, but everybody should be represented in every aspect of things because right now there's a group of people that are telling other people, doesn't matter who they are, that they can't think and do what they want to think and do. And we're being ostracized. A group of people are being completely oppressed by another group of people right now. And we're being segregated. Can't go to the gyms, can't go to restaurants, all that sort of stuff. And, and this is, you know, we're all too quote unquote woke to be racially charged or racial segregation or anything like that. But segregation needs to take place. People need to fight. People need to fight left versus right. People need to fight. Anybody needs to fight. This is the narrative. They need us fighting because if we decided to put everything down and just unite it would be game over. Yeah, I agree. Um, <laughs> that's part of the agenda, right? Is not wanting us to look inward. And it's actually scary to me. And I've had this conversation. And again, I'll, I'll reference it to Ike, but it's something that I, I believe wholeheartedly. And I've said myself, as we've been going through this, is that they take away people's externals. And it's amazing how many people have, you know, gone through and had this jab just to be able to do those things, not because they really feel that they have to, but because they want to do something and how important these externals have become to people uh, opposed to just being able to let them go. I see this as an incredible opportunity for people now to start diving inwards, right? You take away a restaurant from me. Okay. Like I don't give a fuck, yeah. right? I can have people over for a meal. I don't have to do that. Right? Thinking, I can't go see a movie. Well, that's okay. I mean, you could see one at home. And and the crazy thing is, is that there's people out there that don't necessarily go to the movies a lot, don't go to restaurants all that much, don't really care for sporting events and all that kind of shit. And they would still get the poke based on the fact that they just might not be able to go to one of those things sometime <laughs> in the future because they associate that to their joy, yeah. right? Opposed to like, pick up a book, read more. Yeah. No, have your friends over a little bit more, maybe cook for your friends, go to their house a little bit more, get in tune with nature a little bit more. Yeah. So 
it's been a, a real interesting experiment, if anything. Look, I'm observing this, so Lord knows that the powers that be are also observing this, but what an incredible experiment on just the human psyche yeah. and where people are deciding to go right now with their mind space. And it's all outwards, almost entirely outwards. I agree with that 100%, and I've said the same thing. If you look at the restaurant food in humans, we're not supposed to be eating that much restaurant food anyway, so it's good. This, this mm-hmm. COVID vaccine has taken this away. You know, it's good. Uh, the gym, as much as I love the gym and it hurt me the most to lose the gym, the truth of the matter is static lifting isn't the best for your body. Having great muscles and definition doesn't make you a functional lifter. doesn't make you a very strong entity. So it's almost an illusion. So it's actually good that you can't go to the gym because now you have to figure out true ways to have functional pattern movements. Um, going to the movies, all the movies, basically everything in the concession is junk and terrible for you. And the, and the crap that you're seeing on the screen is just more delusion. So it's good that you can't go there either. And I'm 100% in agreement with that. I firmly believe that all of this is happening to create a better version of those who are aware. Because those who aren't aware have gotten the jab. They're still eating their crap. They're still going to the gym. They're still doing this, that, and the other thing. And they are, they're, they're, they're slowly waking up. Another problem with this too is that we were awake before this started. So this is a longer process. But this crazy fucked up world right now has to be the way it is so that other people can wake up and that other people can see this thing. Um, and for those who rolled into this awake, it's just more, you're just, you're just waiting it out because you were here first. So you're getting, you're not getting punished, but you're, you know, you're seeing things more and more as well as it's going on. We are coming to the end, my friend, uh, at six o'clock here. It's also Halloween. I've heard the doorbell ring twice now, so I'm going to have to start getting up there and getting ready for the kids. All right, brother. Uh, but man, this was an absolute blast. And this won't be the last time you're on the show. Yay. That's for sure. Uh, awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to the next time already. So where, uh, where's everybody going to find you? Do you have a... Sure? Yeah, I have a, a whole bunch, but for the most part, it's at J-Man is alive, J-M-A-N-I-S alive. And you can find me on YouTube. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. You can go to launchpadpodcast.com. Uh, and I'm really driving my YouTube. Uh, and we'll talk about that another time because at the end of the day, the most people to reach are there. I do my best to keep my shows uh, friendly to the sensors there. But like you said, I've had... You know, David Icke, I've talked about some really sensitive uh, topics, including uh, a man that was injured by a vaccine, where they actually took one of my videos off and I appealed it and they reinstated the video. So for whatever reason, I'm in really good standing. So if you would find me on any one of those, they all link into one another and I'd be happy to have you there. And I really appreciate you uh, sharing your audience with me, Adam. This has really been a treat to be able to speak freely, uh, free of judgment, <laughs> at least it appears to, to oh, be yeah. so. And I'm looking really forward to being able to dive into uh, some other topics in future shows uh, and, and challenge some of your views as well. And you can challenge some of mine so we can both continue to grow together. For sure. That's going to happen. Um, um, in one way or another, there's, this is just the beginning, my friend. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so all of that stuff will be in the liner notes of the shows, ladies and gentlemen, you can click the links in the write up of the show to, to, to find out what Jason's up to next. His show is phenomenal. Um, for a while, it will get kicked off of YouTube. Guaranteed. <laughs> yeah. uh, but for now he's up there uh, and he's doing, he's doing great things. Uh, and for me, 
y'all know me. Y'all know where to find me. Y'all know what we're up to. Uh, I am not really promoting anything right now. Obviously, if you guys want to go to the webpage and take a look at what our current offers are, you'll find that under the proper tabs. Um, but aside from that, oh, cryptocurrency, if you're into that, uh, you can certainly check that out. That is, uh, it's under the same tabs. We've got, uh, we've joined forces with Tales from the Crypto. Uh, and you'll be able to find that under the exclusive offers tab uh, on our page. If you have any interest, if you don't, that is a-okay with me. Uh, if you're in Canada and you want psychedelic mushrooms, also in the exclusive offers tab, you save 25% by ordering through us. You guys will have some fun with that. And in the infamous words of Red Green, keep your stick on the ice. Thank you for listening to today's Mental Mastery Alliance podcast. Let the team know you're listening by using the hashtag MMA and Mental Mastery Alliance. Want more motivation? Be sure to follow online on Instagram at Mental Mastery Alliance and on Facebook at Mental Mastery Alliance. And remember, your perception creates your reality. Make it a great day. You got it, Pontiac.